here we go. Who the hell are you, man? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Uh-huh. Hold on to your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there and welcome to tonight's Nerditude Podcast, podcast for all things nerd. I am your host, Sean, and I'm here on the Skype hotline with... Come in, take off your pants. It's Sam. Yeah, man, you took mine. Uh, I'll just say, uh, just to echo past sentiments, this is the way. Oh, damn. John took mine. This is the way. <laughs> I will cheers my martini glass to you, and uh, this is Chris. All right. So, yeah, so uh, we have uh, quite a few things to talk about today. Uh, we are going to double down on Aflac movies with uh, The Last Duel and Tender Bar. Uh, we are going to talk some Book of Boba Fett. Because something major kind of happened. Um, we got a little bit of news, and we have a trailer that we kind of forgot about. Not really forgot about. We just had an action-packed episode last week. So it kind of, like, I, I guess we forgot. We forgot. We, no, forgot. we, we totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is Moon Knight. So we'll get to that in a second. But I want to start with news. This is kind of big news, because this is deals with an actor uh, that we... At least one of us is obsessed with and talks about all the time, um, which is The Rock. Uh, I, I would say at least one of us is a major fan of The Rock. Am I wrong saying this? Nope, yes. you're not wrong. Yeah. All right. So The Rock was talking the other day. And what? Said, yeah, I know, right? No, uh, so he to said a paper. He was or a uh, blog. Yeah, well, just on everything else that he does. Wow. So he it's so is, unlike him to like put himself out there. He's, he's, he's president twenty twenty four. He's a he's a very no. he keeps a lot to himself, you know. Yeah. So th this is going to be an interactive kind of thing because there's no right answer. Uh, but he said he is currently working with people on a major video game adaptation. A the mo as he put it the most badass video game that he's been playing for a very long time. <laughs> Forza. So Rampage because he, he already made that. <laughs> he already made Rampage. Uh, no, so he uh, he wouldn't say what, but he said sometime this year he will let us know what game that is and what this project is. So I'm asking you guys, what badass video game that has been around for some time. Would you want The Rock to be in? I mean, uh, the first thing that popped in my head, just because, like, the irony of it would be, like, what are the Riddick games? <laughs> yeah, right. <It's> like, <laughs> I'll never work with Vin Diesel making a movie. <laughs> video game, sure. Well, this isn't, he's not making a video game. He's making a movie based on a video Oh, he's game. making a movie based on a video game. Correct. A badass well, video then, then game that he's Riddick been playing for a more, Yeah, like look, him as Riddick. Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I was thinking maybe but I, it, it, this video game, but I'm way too sold on Dave Bautista being Marcus from Gears of War. Yes, like, that I'm is, really sold on that. There are two movie, uh, games that I'm like, 
it's got to be this. That's one of them. Yeah. Like, like it's got to be. But I don't want that. Like, Dave Bautista is just way too fitting for that. Unless it's him and Bautista. Yeah, but who like, the hell else would he be, though? I don't know. It won't be Dom. It won't be Baird. No. It, it's just... No, no, no. I'm Dave Bautista, I'm sold. That's it. Let's make this movie happen. We're done. Moving on. I mean, if they make the movie, uh, maybe I'll finally remember what the hell happens in that game. It's on another planet, you know, right? <laughs> no, it's on it's on our But the thing is, you know what sucks about video games is like some of them have really good stories and you just don't want to sit through eight hours of <laughs> gameplay. Like Gears of War, great story. I, I would I, it's long. I'll yeah, give it's, it that. It, it's long. <laughs> there seems, I love I love the Gears seems of War. Seems to be a lot story. there. Oh, I do too. I love the I, Gears of War story. Sam and I have both played all three well, the first three gears. There's, yeah, there's more. Yeah, I know. By now, there's five plus six with Judgment Day, yeah. um, but like Sam and I have played them all, uh, or the first three, the the main story. Um, I I can tell you, it's a long game, which is like, hey, it got my money's worth, so that's yeah. great. the The gameplay is awesome. It's just like it's tough to really the- sit down and be like. What exactly is going on? Yeah, that's the problem. It's it's such it's a good gameplay but yeah. the story itself is good and you just want to like you just want to know the story it's like dead yeah. space is the same way dead space phenomenal story to me it's just it's like 10 hours of gameplay per game yeah for for three plus games and you know it's but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the other one but gears of war is like the one that's that's like sticking out even though i don't want it to happen because i'm already sold on dave batista doing it but would like would you a, be would you oppose other, to him though, to the Rock being? Yes, uh, I would oppose. I'm not uh, like I'm not there. I'm not there. Rock right. is doing. Rock falls into this category right now where it's like semi serious slash comedy, and Gears is going to be a serious just action movie, sci fi. Well, maybe sci fi, but more action than anything. And, well, it's and, a sci fi. I don't action. think he falls into that. I don't think he falls into that yet. I'm okay. still kind of in like this rock mode where he's in comedies and um, slash semi-serious action movies. I'm mean, trying I think to think that's of like him the, at his best. Yeah, I think that's him at his best. You're right. You're right. There's no other better way to describe that. But I'm just trying to think of like what other games out there that are like we already have the Halo stuff that's already coming out. Yeah, that, that was he's not like in that. no, that was like one of the things that popped in my head. I was like Halo. Oh wait, no, they're already doing a movie, a TV I, show. See, yeah. I don't think he would be in Halo, though, because, like, he would have to be in the costume the whole time. Yeah, unless he just plays a Spartan, kind of like yeah. uh, Halo Reach. Yeah, it's like no costume games. So, or no helmet games, at least. Right. That'd be great if, like, he played, like, a hunter or an elite. <laughs> like, he really zagged and he, played a company. He was character. the arbiter. Yeah. He just yeah. plays the arbiter. <laughs> yeah. He's a brute. But what other like what other stuff is out there? Like Call of Duty, no. No. Yeah, like Let's stay that, away from that. Yeah, yeah like World of Warcraft, no. Already um, did a Warcraft movie. Elder Scrolls, no. Probably not. Too much you know, story. I'm trying to think what else. And like G- I, GTA I do have one. maybe. Yeah, but eh. I maybe. I do have I do have I feel an like alternative. If they were gonna do a GTA movie, that would have like kicked like that idea would have like kicked around by now, you know. Yeah, I'm not it saying would've. it would have happened as a movie been released, but like there would have definitely been like, oh, they're gonna make Vice City or something like that. Yeah, like, I don't think this game is big enough, but maybe Titanfall. But mm. 
So you want to hear the, the yeah, other what's, movie? What, what's your other or yeah. the, the other game that I think it could be is God of War. All right. Him, yeah. him being Kratos. Yeah, I can, I can see it, but I can't. Like he's a little bit darker than than the rock can kind of be. The rock already played uh Hercules, so, so um, No, yeah. but that's like that's a joke movie. <laughs> so he already not... made that movie, so bam. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I don't know. I, I, I mean I, I, th- I can see it. I can see it. I think it's Gears. I think it's either Gears or God of War. I really do. Uh, but I'm I'm like I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm hundred percent sold on Dave Batista. Like it fits way I too am. well. Where are you getting that that Dave Batista's in the Gears of War movie? Like they they did like a uh, one of those fan sketches of him as the actual character, just 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 with like a hat and scars and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, this is way too close. And just the attitude that he can he has demonstrated over the movies that he's done fits Marcus. Yeah. More so than really anybody I can kind of put in at this point. So I, at that point, I'm just like, I'm sold. And he says he's willing to do it. So that's half the, you know, that's half the thing right. too. Yeah. So, I mean, number one, I want this. But can, can we go Halo for a second here? Uh, uh, we have a trailer coming out this weekend. Trailer comes out, I think. Is it this weekend? or? I think it's. Yeah, it's next week. It's this upcoming weekend. Championship weekend. Did we like, get a teaser trailer. No, we get a full trailer. Full Sunday. Trailer. So it's so Sunday. So it's championship trailer. championship weekend. Yep. We get a, we trailer, get a trailer for Halo, and I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm, I'm I don't care. Just give it to me. I'm sold. Oh, I'm I, I, I want to see. I just this. I'm so curious about. Well, it's like, already the, there. There has been a trailer. No, no please. That's that's not, that's, that, that, that's not no. Okay. That doesn't count. You can like, see a little peek. I mean, yeah, a little, but that's what they call a teaser, and that's a true teaser. Yeah, that's not that fair. is a true teaser. Just like uh, Lord of the Rings releasing uh, no, that's not Rings of Power. That's, no, that's a teaser. That's a teaser. That's a teaser. No, that is a teaser. That is quite literally the definition of a teaser. Yeah. To get your get your palate wet for what you're about to ingest. Yeah. That's not even a teaser. It's a teaser. I can say, all right, we're going to have, this is going to be a side discussion, possibly a YouTube discussion of what is a teaser <laughs> and what is a trailer. We should do well, that. To, to get on back on topic, uh, <laughs> like the, the thing I uh, have an issue with, like a Halo movie, is this criticism I heard of the Halo games, which is they're like 90% setting and like 10% actual story. Hmm. That, I mean, to me, I feel like that's conducive for a show. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look at Doom. Like you need that was ninety percent setting and ten. Yeah, but there story. was actually you know characters and stuff yeah, actually going on. Whatever. Was there stuff going on though? <laughs> look, yes. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get, we're going to talk about a TV show in a little while, where I quite literally was like fishing through my phone to play the Halo theme song as we were mm-hmm. watching it. <laughs> So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So any final thoughts on The Rock and what video game he should be in? No, I'm curious. What did he say this year? I've got got my pick. Yeah, go ahead, John. Um, I think it's more of a zag. Um, How about uh, about he does a Candy Crush movie? (laughs) Oh, you're talking like the emoji movie type thing where the voice is over? That, that's a yeah, weird uh, to describe oh, Candy Crush you know as a badass is? game. It's probably like what? Angry Birds three or something like that. No, no. Yeah, you know what? That's probably what it is. It's a it's a freaking voiceover. 
I heard Scorsese's gonna direct that. Anyway. We killed Chris. It's uh, gonna be three hours long and they're gonna de age the rock for no reason. Oh god. No, they're gonna demuscle the rock. <laughs> is it is it possible? Like, Do you uh, have enough green screen for that? Well yeah, it's like uh Captain America, right? Yeah, I guess. Anyway. Um anything else in news? Uh, not that I can think of. Uh, that I was going to throw it to you guys. Any, you guys have anything? Uh, I, okay. Next week, I think we'll do a movie preview. It's Ooh. just, I, I, it's triggering me now because I saw in the news, like, I don't know if it's, is it, no, Mission Impossible was pushed back like 75 times. So yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I think next week we'll do a preview. It's about time. It's about time. We haven't done one yet for this year. We'll do a movie preview. Okay. Sounds good. I think we also... I think there might be Oscar nominations next week or the week after. So I think voting is this week, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, so... Got some uh, award, award season stuff's going to start to heat yeah. up a little bit, too. But, oh, um, I, I actually have a question for you guys. Sure. Uh, because, you know, we're in the thick of the playoffs right now. Um, NFL playoffs. And yes, this has something to do with Hollywood. Um, have any of you guys seen anything about that uh, movie coming on Netflix called Home Team about Sean with Payton? Kevin. With yeah. Kevin James as Sean Payton. One of the worst casting choices, I think, of all time. So there was a lot of... Um, so Sean Payton leaving the... Uh, nor the Saints this week. Yeah, a lot of people just posted the pick of him of uh, Kevin James, <laughs> which I, I I laughed at, but then saw a thousand times. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's questionable. It's There's like, also this other movie called National Championship with like um, J.K. Simmons in it. That's like. I mean, it's it's not really anything, but it's just there's so many random movies that come out that like have actual people in them that like no yeah. one ever. Like, there's zero buzz or whatever. It's just like, oh, okay, I guess football? I don't know. What yeah. was the Kurt Warner story one? Oh, uh, Underdog? Oh, that too. Yeah, that like had American a lot of people. Underdog I was just like that. seeing that, like, the story, because, like, they, uh, like, there were actors in it, of course, uh, but, like, you look at the production team and the director, and you're like, oh, this has no one attached to it. Like, this can't be good. Um, and I also felt like, oh, is it going to be one of those like preachy kind of like a religious comp- uh, studio doing this where it's like everything has to do with God, like the God's not dead movies. Like, is it going to go down that line? Like, I so, think it, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it too, questions of the group, is it too early to do a movie like that? Because I, I just keep thinking about football movies and there's. Like there's the Express, which is it was done what thirty years later, and it was good. But the then Express they had done like sixty years later, wasn't it? I don't know. Either way, it was like a huge gap. Whereas I would, you, you had like the Draft Day movie, where it was just literally four oh or five years after the RG three thing, and it was awful. <laughs> no, but the Draft Day is not. It's not real. Not yeah, it's just. Oh please, come on. No, what? It, it's, it's about. Really not. It's about. It was supposed the, to be about Buffalo originally. Yeah, wasn't it? It ended up being about Cleveland. 
Yeah, just because, I don't know. It's centered around nice Cleveland, thing. but if yeah. I remember correctly, there was a draft when they traded a bunch of first round. Do. It doesn't matter. No, it's, Look, no, it I tied this out. It. I could tie this out to only one scenario that that actually happened. Anyway, okay, anyway. Give, me, but give, least, me, give, do you think give it's too, it to me, Alex Jones. Do you think it's too early <laughs> to do like a Kurt Warner, <laughs> Kurt uh, Warner movie? He's in, the, he's in the Hall of Fame. That and, doesn't mean anything. But he he has, no, no. He had an interesting enough story, comeback story where from in the late nineties. I mean that that was over twenty years ago. See, I think as soon as they retire, it's like fair game. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. But it's I, just, I, I, I kind of get, I kind of get you, Chris. Where it's like, give me some time to breathe. You mm-hmm. know, come come at me with this like when I've kind of forgotten about Kurt Warner. Yeah, and it's not like he hasn't been on. He's been on shows and commentary networks and things like that. Like he's been yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He he's been. Yeah. He works for NFL Network or did for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to just like off him so he can make this movie already? Like what? <laughs> no, but I think there. I don't. I, I mean, in this scenario, in this particular scenario, it feels like it would have been better if I just haven't seen him for you know at least a decade, just on TV, you know, doing whatever. They're, they're like a gap, you know? Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. It would have made the story feel like a little bit more elevated in the sense that, oh, yeah. this is nostalgic to me. It, it doesn't feel so much like a cash-in. Yes. Even though that's exactly what it but is. But I feel like it's set 20 years ago. Like, yeah. I don't know how. Like, I still think, they, think it, it Well, not even tw- it, more than 20, almost 25 years ago, John. Because, like, the Rams Rams Super Bowl against the Titans was, what, 2000? It was 98. Or, yeah, 90, no. no, 99. 99? Hey, guys. What? We're not a sports podcast, apparently. No, we're not. Um, but this is a movie that we're talking about, so yeah, suck it, Chris. Uh, <laughs> well, it sounds like we're talking about who's more now or some shit like that, and the time has to pass. So, I right. We went down this tangent. Sam's going to start doing a Stephen A. Smith voice and we're going to have to cancel the podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to at that point. I can't stand him. No one can. Those podcast fans who don't know who Stephen A. is, just watch ESPN. Oh, God. Remember when he was the normal guy next to Skip? He was normal? Yeah, when he was next to Skip, he was. I'm sorry. He's forever, well, to me, at least he's forever been in. What's your favorite Stephen A. Smith clip? Oh, uh, when he's talking about how... um, Oh, God, what's his face from L.A., the coach from L.A., the famous one, and the Bulls? Phil Jackson? Phil Jackson, when he went to the Knicks, and the first thing that he did was he signed Lamar Odom. And Who asked, was on, on crack? crack? Yeah, that is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's my vote, too. Yeah, yeah. When, whenever I push the power off button, that's when. Oh, come on. I can't, Cowboys fan. I can't stand Stephen A. Not stand. <laughs> All right. No one can. Well, I we're guess we're going down a dark hole. I guess right yes. We're we're going on a very dark and nightly path. Okay, um, go ahead, John. Well, the, our forgotten story of last week, uh, a topic near and dear to Sean's heart. Yeah, we skipped over it. Um, I know. Unfortunately, is a trailer um, starring Oscar Isaac and um, Ethan Hawke, and it's a Marvel TV show called Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, about a character who I would um, venture to say not exactly widely known. Um, no. Which, you know, we're just at this point now where, like, we've made all the popular people movies. Mm. Um, so now we're going to go for the little, uh, you know, the 
what do I want to call it? The choice cuts, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not to say they're not going to be enjoyable, but just, you know, a little more obscure. And Moon Knight is definitely up that alley. So, Sean, uh, yeah. talk to us about the trailer. Talk to us about Moon Knight. All right. So uh, the trailer that we got, we finally got a trailer that where we get to see the costume in action. Um, he's just... So the way you would describe Moon Knight as a character is he's essentially Batman... Uh, but with split personalities. He's a psychopathic super, yes. superhero. Right, but he has multiple personalities or split personalities. Schizophrenic, yeah. Schizo- yeah. He, he has multiple, like, literally. Yeah, multiple like, you see it, you see it in the yep. in the trailer where he's like, yeah. that's not my name. Where, like, his actual name is Mark Spector. Um, but, like, he's got multiple personalities. Uh, and he is a soldier who was left for dead, who was rescued by the Egyptian god Khonshu and brought back to life to become the Fist of Khonshu, um, which is what Moon Knight is in the comics. Uh, you get a brief cl- glimpse of Khonshu, which anybody who's a fan of the Moon Knight comics uh, who saw that brief glimpse of Khonshu when he's like freaking out and he sees something in the dark and it looks like it's a guy with a giant bird skull for a head. Um, everyone who's a fan of the comics is freaking out because yeah. like, bravo, you which, got Conchu right. Which, let's just say, Moon Knight is not the biggest seller of comics. No, There's no. not a big fan base. No, it, but, it is uh, definitely not. Like, the, the, the character itself provides a different different type of marvel character which is i think kind of what marvel needs at this point Mm -hmm. i think this is kind of one of those characters that falls into that perfect scenario where there is such a a a change from the standard captain america iron man like hero that you know marvel's trying to get away from their formula a little bit. And I think this is one of those characters that falls right into that, their wheelhouse. Like this is, they did it with WandaVision. Granted, we've seen her and Vision and all them before, but like, this is one of those characters that falls right into that. Like, let's do something different. Let's give you something else. And you can decide whether or not he's a good or a bad guy. Because I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be that whether or not you think he's a good or a bad guy. It's probably gonna be good, but you know, we're getting into that. I don't. I don't want to say he's like a C level character, but no, I would say B level. Yeah, I'm thinking more B. But we're like getting into that stuff where it's gonna be cool because the characters are so different. Yeah. Like She Hulk is gonna be fun because it's it's different. Yeah. Even Riri will. Yeah. Riri. Iron Heart. Yeah. Gonna be different. I don't care what you say. It's Iron Man. Yes, but it's gonna be different. So. Um, yeah. This is. I'm. I'm. Not, I'm sold on this. Like, the, Oscar Isaac. Sure, I'll take it. It looks interesting. It's going to be different. It's going to be new. It's going to be Marvel. I'm in. So I think, you know, Chris, you sort of mentioned this of like, you know, I think like to me, some of the more um, impactful or some of the better like Marvel products we've had, (laughs) I don't want to say products, TV shows slash movies, I'll say it like that, um, have been kind of like their own wrinkle. And like this one definitely looks like it's like a psycho thriller sort of thing and you know we haven't really gotten that yet with marvel and um i'm i'm kind of in i you know i like what i see so far uh you know again like the trap we always fall into these things if there's like you know 
60% kind of being like a genre-y kind of movie, and then like 40% is like people shooting energy beams at each other. Um, So I'm not looking forward to the 40%. Luckily, with Moon Knight, he doesn't do that. Uh, I was, Does he shoot like psychic beams? No. Nothing. Kind of beam? Nope. No, he no. he beats living shit out of you with his hands. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was gonna say you're gonna. Yeah. He's bad. Ready. You're He's gonna get man. a little Marvel formula. You're gonna get a little yeah. Marvel formula like, in there because yeah. that's just how they work. Oh yeah. Yeah. But John, the way to to think of Moon Knight is he's Batman, but he doesn't wear black because he wants his enemies to see him in the dark. That's also, why he wears all white. Thoughts on the costume, yeah. Sean? Like, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was yeah, cool. I, I don't mind it, but I feel like it looks way too much like he's just covered in wraps like a mummy. Um, yeah, but that's, there's, like, that's there's not so crazy. Many, no, there's so many costumes to choose from for Moon Knight. Uh, I'm very interested to see if Mr. Knight comes out at all. Um, Please, Mr. Knight was his father. <laughs> well, it's like, Mr. Knight is, uh, it's just like, him in all white, like a white suit, like completely white, but with the the mask on, and he runs his like his church basically like that. Uh, so obviously we we might see it towards the end, but it, eh, I I doubt it. Like, isn't there an element to this character where it's like you're not entirely sure if like the whole Conchu thing was real or he's just crazy? Kind of, but Conchu did try taking over the world somewhat recently in the uh, comics, so he's pretty real. All right, okay. But I, I hope they play that up a bit, where you're just like, yeah, you're not entirely sure, like, yeah, everything if, could be a figment of his imagination. Because like he's clearly has mental issues, right? But like, what is real and what isn't? Right. Um, no. Um. And like, like I said, John, like. Don't expect the energy beams and whatnot. Like, that's not who Moon Knight is. He fights. Because, uh, John, we, so uh, my, we played D&D on the weekends, and my character is loosely based on Moon Knight. He's literally um, called Moon Knight. I, yeah, I couldn't think of anything. shut the fuck up at all about Kanchu. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, no, but, like that's kind of like who he, he doesn't like shoot laser beams. He doesn't fly through the air. Like he doesn't do anything. It's all like hand to hand combat. But he, what he does is his goal is to save the people of his area from those things that go bump in the night, mainly werewolves and vampires, which there was, you know, a couple of years ago, we got an announcement that we have a vampire hunter coming to a movie mm-hmm. or TV show with Mahershala Ali playing might, Blade. We might get first he, looks at Mahershala he Ali, He might too. actually show up in this show because they have a common enemy. We already got his voice in Eternals. He might actually show up in this pro- uh, property. Now, would not be shocked. No, I would not. Sean. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the exact line, but, like, what's your money on... Um, him saying the line, was it Dracula, bitch, better have my money or something like that? <laughs> was that? I mean, I've seen that that from the comics. Where he's just like, it's like you better have my money, Dracula. <laughs> oh my god. That's, the such fact a, that, that's such a deep pull, it might yeah. be in there. The, the fact that Dracula is in Marvel Comics is kind of like a slap in the face. Oh, it really is. It really is. <laughs> But like, like, if you ever start reading the comics and you mm-hmm. see that, you're just like, what the hell? Yeah, why? Yeah. 
why is Dracula here? Like public domain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just like Winnie the Pooh. It's true. I'm in. When... I'm in. I think we're all oh, yeah. in. It sounds yeah. like we're all in. Yeah. March. Oh. March release, by the way. Yep, coming soon. After after Six Nations Rugby. I mean, what is what is your guys' takes on Oscar Isaac's British accent? I don't care. He's he's good. I'll take it. I feel like yeah, I'm like such in like the trust tree with Oscar Isaac. Yeah, like, just him being and stuff is like it'll work. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm still trying to depict whether or not Ben Brad uh, Ben F not Ben F like damn it what's his name Matt, Matt Damon. Damon Matt Damon can do like a British French English yeah. accent. Like, I was yeah. yeah I was gonna say uh, based on everything we've talked about today, uh, it's not the worst British accent I've heard uh, based on what we're talking about today. But we'll get into that later. Pretty soon, in fact. Why don't we just um, do it now? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we'll, we we'll definitely got to talk about. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's do the Affleck double feature first. Really? Okay. And All then right. we'll do. Why, why don't you guys? We'll do why don't you guys later. talk? Talk tender bar first. Yeah. So uh, I believe just Chris and I. I saw Sam. Nope. Sam. Sam. Oh, good. Too. Good. Good. Three of us saw. Uh, Nice little movie called Tender Bar, uh, The Tender Bar, uh, which was directed by George Clooney, um, co-starring Matt Ben Affleck, and oh, who's the mom? Lily Robb. Lily Robb, who you might remember from Captain America. American Horror America? Story, too. Yeah. Been in some stuff. And Ty Sheridan, who's in uh, Ready Player One. Oh, right. Ty Sheridan, who's the, yeah. And Christopher America. Lloyd. Yeah, <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, Chris like coming out of nowhere, and Damn. like I'm glad he's. I think something happened, but I, it seems to be like okay. Well, he's Just really enough. old. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, he's in the, an episode of The Connors, that show that's still going on, the Roseanne spinoff, um, and he looked old. So yeah, he's the fun grandpa in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Kind of just like fits a mold. I don't know. <laughs> movie kind of felt like a little bit. I don't want to call it like a throwback or whatever. Pretty, you know. You can You've probably seen this one before. Mm. You know? <laughs> it's not really like groundbreaking, but I thought it was like a nice movie. I don't. I don't think we're gonna have like a lot of opinions on this. Um, you know, one thing going into it, George Clooney for me, uh, not really a great director, or at the very least, the movies he's done aren't usually that great as a director, much better of an actor in, in my mind. Um, and you know, this was fine, but I, I think there's some weird, so this is based on a true story. This is, I'm guessing just based on this guy's memoirs who the main character essentially grows up to be a writer slash journalist for the times. Um, and you know, it's like a coming of age story or, um, yeah, I guess coming of age, boy growing up kind of thing. Fatherless, you know? trying to find it. Right. Mm. You know, he doesn't really have a father figure, or doesn't really have his father involved in his life. So Ben Affleck has his uncle. You know, his mom moves back in with, with her folks, and Ben Affleck sort of becomes like a father figure to him. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's it's kind of, uh, it's touching at times. Um, and I think Ben Affleck's great in it, but, you know, um, just like, a nice movie. I don't really have a lot of takes yeah, on this it's, one. For me, it's like, it's fine. It's just so bland. Yeah. It's just like, 
the characters are all kind of bland and inoffensive and everybody's like kind of just doing bland stuff all yeah, living out their like bland the, lives like the performances aren't bad no, like i think ty sheridan's doing all right ben affleck i really like affleck in this i thought he was good I just didn't think there was, like, a lot of a story to, like, hold on to. Yeah. You know, there's this whole subplot with the, with the kid, you know, Ty Sheridan, that involves, um, you know, this sort of love story with this girl that you're really just, like, thrusted into and you never understand, like, why he's so, like, obsessed with her. I mean, other than the fact that it's just, like, something he can't have. Because mm. um, it's never, like, you know she has the, like, charming, like, oh, yeah, of course he'd want to be with her. It's more like, oh, here's a girl who slept with me and then decided not, didn't want to anymore. <laughs> like, that's really it. Mm. Um, yeah, and that takes up a lot of time. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that does take up a lot of time. Um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it just becomes a little, like, aimless at times, and, you know. Yeah. Like I said, nice movie, but doesn't really doesn't really do much. This is Chris. Do you it, do you have any takes? No, it's it's. I'm agree with everything you guys said. This this movie falls into the scenario where everything is acted well. It was you know they did a good job. It just falls a falls, a, not apart, but like is lesser of a movie because of the story itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, the story's just not. Yeah, and it's that interesting, or like the framing of it wasn't like right. Like to me, this is one where like it just sort of ends. Yeah, you, you like find... the resolution isn't that great. He's like, oh, I guess I am a writer now. Whatever. It's okay. I'm okay. Gonna drive away. What's the previous hour and forty five minutes been all about? Yeah, I have I mean, no I idea. Have... <laughs> one of the better yeah. things is that yes, this was an hour and forty five, and that's like fine. That's 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 fine. Um, but. I mean, look, in all the movies that we've watched recently, I'm not going to lie, like, we needed a good, a, like, a feel-good story. Mm. I don't want to say this was it, but it wasn't it. So it's just, I, I didn't feel good at the end there. of this. I just felt kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if numb. anything. But you didn't feel bad, though. Like, you didn't feel good, I, you didn't I feel bad. Feel, I didn't feel bad. Not a downer. I didn't feel bad, I just felt kind of numb. Like, I didn't feel anything. Yeah, but... In, in, in truth, we've recently, well, at least the movies that I've been adding to the 2021 list, it's, it's just been really, like, sad and almost <laughs> depressing. So I'm kind of happy for, like, movies like Coda, where it was feel good, and then this, which is just kind of, yeah, sure, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Didn't make me feel anything. Like, I was I was actually impressed by Brad, uh, Brad Pitt, damn it, Ben Affleck <laughs> in this movie. I was actually impressed by that. Uh, and... I don't know. I mean, it was worth it to me. Hour forty five minutes. Yeah, I think it's like a it's a decent watch, and it's like you know, watch it with your girl kind of. <laughs> like, you, know, like you could watch like you know, it's it's like a more. I don't know. Not like it's a romance movie, but yeah, it's like a nicer movie. Yeah, it was a, it was a nostalgia I'm, movie. It was a nostalgia yeah. movie. I'm I'm in the boat of you could skip this. This doesn't give I you think anything. Yeah, unless, like, it's only, like, not skippable to me if you're, like, an Affleck guy. Yeah. And I happen to be one, so, like... Like, um, there's so many better coming-of-age, feel-good 
movies yeah. out there that you can watch. You don't have to watch this. Yeah, I, was I, was filmed locally. It was filmed on the North Shore, like Coda, <laughs> even though Coda's a lot better. Takes place uh, in just, Long Island. What what I didn't like is that no matter how much I looked at Ben Affleck's Affleck, Affleck, I I hundred percent thought he was doing a Boston accent. Or like a Southie accent. Little did I realize that it was a Long Island accent. And, and granted, there are there are similarities, but there's a lot of differences. Um, particularly living in New York for five years. But it's just... <laughs> like, I could not help... For the life of me, I thought this movie took place in, in Southie. <laughs> for the longest time. Up until, like, I, I think I saw a New York plate. I'm just like, what? What am I doing yeah, here? And then I, think, I paused the movie and looked it up, and sure enough, it was Long Island. I was surprised it was Long Island when they finally sort of they they talk about it or something, or like he's you know going to like a Mets game or something. Yeah, you know. I, I remember them mentioning the Mets, and I'm like, oh, so this is just like I've heard them mentioning the Mets, and I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, in the back of my mind, I always imagine this is what every Mets life is like. Every Mets mm. fan. <laughs> this is their life. Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Like deadbeat dad. Dead Even be- the stuff with the dad, like the resolution there was like, it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem when like sometimes you do like too true of a, um, you know, like you don't Hollywoodize a movie enough, mm. you know, make it like dramatic or whatever. It doesn't, you know, just kind of like, yeah, all right. Um, all right, let's not dwell on this too much longer because I think uh, Last Duel's got more on the bone, and Sean also saw that one. Are we, are so, we rating the Tinder bar here? Yeah, oh, yeah, of to. course. I think I'm going to give it a solid uh, 7.1. All right. I'll, I'll give it a 6.8. I'm tossing this a 7.8. Oh, okay. All We're right. all over. <laughs> yeah, literally. We're all over. I think, it, I think I'm just scaled a little bit higher just for the nostalgia value of period. It, it, it's a little bit more for me than it for you. When is the time period? I'm sorry, I wasn't really paying attention. 70s. Was 70s, 70s. It was 84 when he graduated. 85 when he graduated college. So. Alright, so. Right around when we were born. So, like, almost all of it happens before you were born? Uh, right before, but that's, okay. that stuff that's, was a little... Like, I, 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 I don't know. I just remember some of the stuff. Yeah, because I was gonna say that's kind of weird being like, ah, oh, I remember before I was born. No, 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 like some of the carryover stuff, like the way people yeah. dressed and all that stuff, like that. Yeah, I mean, even though you were born then, your parents still dressed that way for a long time. So right. Well, yeah, up until like '93. <clears throat> oh yeah, the '90s changed everything with MC oh, Hammer and all parachute that. pants. Parachute pants. <laughs> yes. Do you see that like '90s fashion is coming back? In style, uh, look, like, I don't. No, I, don't like I, I leave the fashion up to the wife, and she lets me know what I can or cannot wear. So, really, I wear sweatpants daily. So, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 yes, during COVID times, we'll discuss fashion later once we actually. Oh no, this is I, we should. That should be the YouTube, by the way. The YouTube channel should just be us doing fashion. Fashion, because uh, <laughs> remember, Chris, this has nothing to do with COVID. I go to work in sweatpants every day. Sean. Oh, I, so wearing sweatpants every day is less about like, oh, you have poor fa- fashion sense as it is. Should I be worried about you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you are showering, right? Like I, I shower every morning. I brush right. my teeth every day. It's fine. 
I hate one meal a day. No. Uh, oh, my. Oh, my. Okay. Anyway, There's going to be no segue here. No. Uh, 2021's The Last Duel. You know who doesn't brush their teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we got a little bit of Ben Affleck double feature here. Uh, reviewing uh, The Last Duel, which I saw in theaters back in October, November? Uh, October, I believe. October, but is recently landed upon HBO Max. And uh, Hulu. And Hulu. And Hulu? Because it's technically owned by Disney. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is on Hulu. So there you go, folks. No excuse now. Um, Anyway, so this movie, um, which I forget if I even talked about the first time around. You did Essentially, what it is is this uh, medieval tale of three different perspectives um, around uh, you know, Matt Damon, who plays this French nobleman, uh, his wife, and uh, Adam Driver, who's this sort of... Squire. I don't think he's, he's a, a squire. Noble. Yeah, he's, a he's squire. like a squire who, you know, is like in with the Duke, who's played by Affleck. Uh, so this is directed by Ridley Scott, uh, written by Matt, Matt, God, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and uh, Nicole Hall Center. Um, which kind of makes sense as they're sort of winding up with each of the stories. And it's based based off of a book. Right. Which is also based off of true events. Correct. Because it was the last duel, uh, reason for which is centering around an accusation, um, which doesn't really become an accusation so much, uh, of rape um, of Adam Driver to uh, uh, Matt Damon's wife played by oh god jody comer jody comer who you might i think what she's in one of the star wars movies for like three seconds yeah the rise of skywalker as a raised bomb but Uh, she was also uh in uh uh free guy another 2021 movie which like apparently is actually pretty good but yeah we'll we'll we'll, yeah yeah also in this other show called killing eve which is on bbc america which is okay but anyway um she's great in this I, I really liked this movie. I thought it was pretty good. One of my favorites of the year. Um, the thing that I found very interesting is that it's pretty funny um, for the topic that it is. Um, it's Wait, what? Just... <laughs> I didn't get that. Oh, let, let the man speak. Okay, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. so, okay. I mean, not that, obviously, but, um, you know, all of the Affleck scenes. So Ben Affleck is in this movie. Like, playing the character in Boiler Room, but, like, in, you know, the 14th century. Um, See, I put it as Ben Affleck showed up and were like, be yourself. Because, like... (laughs) Be yourself. Well, like, think... Having the time of his life. Well, yeah, think, like, two years ago when he was, like, after his marriage, like, fell through. And apparently he was a heavy alcoholic and he was, like, sleeping with women, like, half his age. Like... That's basically the character he plays in this movie. Mm. Yeah, he's always drunk and always having sex with younger ladies. Oh, and I loved it. Um, oh, I mean, there's other things too of like the like you know triple perspective and it being different. Like you mm-hmm. realize like Matt Damon's like actually an idiot um, who's very like competent and just like knows how to be a fighter and stuff like that. But. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. I think like on a rewatch, it kind of feels a little longer, but um, yeah, no, I thought it was great. And then you know, on top of that, it's 
It's Ridley Scott, so you got these great battle scenes in there, including the duel at the end. Um, I like some of the stuff more at the beginning. Like, um, there's this one scene where they're, like, in the middle of the forest in Scotland. and uh, Yeah, anyway. I, um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure how you guys felt, though. How, uh, <laughs> I don't know what everybody else think. All right. Who, who wants to take it next? Look, I'll, 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 I'll take it next. All right, go ahead. I mean, this was, this was a good recommendation. I'll give you that. It is Ridley Scott, so, you, you know, you're, you're, you know what you're kind of getting in for. Um, it was a, it was a long movie. Long. Two and a half hours. Two and a half movie. hours. It felt longer. <laughs> um, truthfully, it felt it felt longer. I, it, it, there's no way you can say you can't acknowledge that. That said, I I do like how it was kind of done in a uh, three view format where it's essentially you as the viewer are the juror, and you don't really acknowledge that until the end of like the first as seen by. I think they said they phrased it as as seen by the or truth as told, told by, by. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, whatever it is. You don't really notice that until the end of that first kind of chapter, you know. And, and I like how they did that. I really do. Um, but, the, but the movie itself was was long. The movie itself was long, and it was another one of those like thirteenth century or fourteenth century period pieces. You have all the costumes and whatnot and things like that. Um, not gonna lie, kind of got a little bored with some of it. Um, Mostly just the the um, exposition of the time period. I didn't really like that. Just because, you know, you've seen it once, you've seen it all the time. And granted, that's just part of movie making. But the fight at the end was, was so well done that it actually had my, like, heart rate getting up. I don't know why. I have no idea why. But it's just, like, two hours of blandness. Not blandness, but just, like, this movie you're trying to drogging along through and then you get this fight at the end where it's just like oh my god this is great and everybody did a good job acting like sold on everything like adam driver's a dick matt damon's a dummy who only wants pride this girl is the smartest person in the world and ben affleck is just being that himself, I get. I, I don't, whatever, whatever. He's like a frat boy. He's a frat boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say himself because that's not. That's probably. He's true. like a rich asshole. To yeah. quote Sam, who quoted Ben Affleck, "Come in and take off your pants." He, he's he, he's portraying quite literally the definition of what you hear about on History Channel now about Roman emperors who just indulge in like orgies of 40, 40 people. Like that's that's what he's playing, and. I don't know. Everything comes together pretty well in the end, and at the end, like you're you're supposed to be happy, but you're really right. not. You're just like reflecting on it, just women's lives in these in the 14th century, <laughs> and it's all summed up by this. I forget what his name is, but he, he he's um one of like the priests or clerics, and he's just like, this is science. <laughs> it's just this whole oh, movie yeah. is just if, summed up by that if one he, he says, if the woman doesn't enjoy and come to climax during sex, <laughs> yeah, then she, she get cannot pregnant. get pregnant because that's what science says. <laughs> it's just science. Um, like the whole movie is summed up in that one yeah. statement. Well, there's that and there's also um, the scene where they're talking about how him doing the duel and how if he loses and God is, and like God says that she's lying, then she dies because she is property, and that's how they take care of property. Yeah, and 
I mean, that says more about the time than anything right. else. But it's just, but that, yeah. You but know, it is I, interesting how by the time you get to the end, you don't really know who to root for because you're really no more enamored with Matt Damon than I mean, like, like you really don't like Adam Driver, obviously. Yeah, but you don't like Matt Damon either. That's, right? No, and you're like, well, yeah, but like, I don't want Jodie Comer to die. Like, she's like the only, you know. Mm. Only like likable character in this whole thing. Exactly, but and this, that means Matt Damon has to win for that to happen. So it's like, yeah, you know, and and that leads conflicted, and that leads some, more to the, some kind of, you know feelings for once. Yeah, that leads more to the like you don't know really how to feel at the end of this. Like you're happy that he won because she lives, but you're just looking at him. I mean, it's all summed up in kind of the final shot where he's just being cheered on the horseback, and she's just following. You know, it's just, I mean, whatever. Like, I, I liked it. I think it was interesting. It was fun, but it's way too long. Way too long. Who's Sam? Next? Yeah. All right. I didn't really particularly enjoy this movie. Okay. I thought, I, th- I thought her story was good. Like I like I like that perspective of like what's it like to be a medieval noblewoman, and like how she's kind of risking everything to make this accusation and all of that. But like, it definitely felt like it had three writers, because um, like the dialogue in the first two stories was not very good. And at worst, just like downright creepy. Like, what do you mean? Like creepy? How? Like in like Matt Damon's story, he kept talking like he's like some like neckbeard nice guy. Well, yeah, but that's I, like but that's I understand. Sort of inherent... I understand like that's well, it's the period and that stuff, but it's like yeah, but that still comes off as creepy. It's also from yeah. his perspective too. Right. I know, but it's like, did we really need his perspective? That's a, yeah, that's, that's another that's, that's, a, that's, I mean, that's another that's thing though. But like, did we really need his perspective or at, or uh, Driver's perspective? Like, oh, well, that's see, the that's I the mean, point. I mean, I this is kind of based of on a true story in the sense that yes, two guys dueled based off of the rape of one woman, and to this day is still debated whether or not she told the truth. Well, well to me, the most interesting part of this is that. You know, so you see Driver Adam Driver's thing before you see Jodie Cormer's thing, mm-hmm. and it's shocking how little, um, you know, to our eyes, <laughs> how little like his side of the story doesn't look like really bad. Mm. You know, like there's definitely like it, you know, looks worse when it's like her, but like it still looks pretty bad yeah with, like, yeah his story know. i was i was watching that and i was just like you know this may not be rape but it's in the same zip code as rape yeah <laughs> yeah she didn't she didn't complain look. about she it or something she did like say that. no at one point in his story so <laughs> doesn't exactly look like she wants this to happen yeah um yeah so it's just i I just didn't enjoy those two stories. I felt like never. just creeped out by them, and I can, felt they were kind of unnecessary. Can never seeing uh, Adam Driver sex scene be on my bucket list? Oh, and and that reminds me. Speaking of an Adam Driver sex scene, like why 
is Matt? Uh, why is that Ben Affleck here? <laughs> like why? Why? Why, why is his character oh, here? In like, the orgy, the first orgy. Are, like, are you he, kidding? He me? feels like he's in a different movie. Like especially <laughs> like that part of the sip. No, okay. So I explained it to my boss watching this movie. The first story, you're like, oh, this is rated R because it's of graphic violence and what the, the thing is. Then then it goes to Adam Driver, and they're like, all right, so let's hear this his story. First time you see Ben Affleck, fuck is every other sentence. It, yeah. The dialogue is so out of place in the entire movie. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's perk. I mean, look, I mean, it's, they would be talking, you know, middle French. Like I, it's, I mean, right, but... Like his dialogue is so out of place in this movie in during that uh, storyline. Yeah. Like he swear he says fuck so much that it's very distracting. It is. Like because it because it's, it's shocking when you hear it. Yeah, and you're just like you're, you're it over, just knocks like, you off. Yeah. You're like wait. You're like an hour into this movie and he drops like four f bombs in one sentence. It's like what like why is he talking like this this is so weird it's so odd it like it's so out of place yeah, like everybody else is talking in this like very proper yeah. like kind ish shakespeare ish kind of way and then he just shows up he's like yo bro what the fuck just happened yeah seriously like his the way he spoke compared to everybody else was so different mm-hmm. and it was very distracting to me but he does. I think he mostly talks like that, though, when he's like, like it's just him and Driver. Like they have this whole thing where you know he's got like a dinner party. I don't think he's like dropping f bombs there. So like it's clearly more of a like you know comfort thing. But it is. It is. I'll, I'll give you this that it is. It does feel. I mean, obviously the whole thing's gonna be <laughs> be anachronistic, but like. Him dropping f bombs is also like, yeah, it was, it's a little, it's a little like, weird. But I don't, to me, it, it worked. But. It, it would have been fine if, like, in Matt Damon's story, like one or two f bombs were dropped, and it'd be like, that's fine. Yeah, just it like just eases into this, right? <laughs> it's just of him, just. But I think that's like also just who he is too. Like he's like Matt Damon sees himself as like incredibly noble and just, and like this, you know. Larger than life. Yeah, but like nobody think. else drops an F bomb yeah. but Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's very odd. Such an odd choice for dialogue. Like even when they're in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like when like Matt David just storms off and he's like, Heaven and Earth. Because <laughs> that, like, I don't know. Like I see, I see that you know when. So you don't really even see that with Matt Damon's story. He's just explaining it to his right, wife. Right. And then you see <laughs> Adam Driver's story, and he just comes off like such an idiot, you know, just like a blabbering fool the whole time. I don't know. I, I, I guess I just really enjoyed that part. I think, like, if you were to rewatch it, it's, like, way funnier, and maybe just, like, for whatever reason, the first time I watched that, I got that. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely not a movie you're going into expecting like a lot of laughs. But like the Adam yeah. Driver, let me just say, eighty percent of the Adam Driver story is like hilarious, and then twenty percent is like incredibly not hilarious. What twenty percent you're talking about? Hmm. <laughs> the, the, the very beginning. <laughs> that battle uh, scene at the very beginning, not fun. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very and serious. All those people dying. That was horrible. <laughs> Um, which Sam, do you speaking have of the battle scenes, like there's just another part of that that I was like, does everyone have high blood pressure? 
Oh yeah, let's like oh the blood squirts. Yeah, yeah. it was like yeah. eh, like I, I get you're slicing people open. There's gonna be blood, but like it's spraying out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just like where I am in life, but like I just like when they go, fucking go for it though and do shit like that. Like I just kind of want to see. It. Like I'm not going for like everything has to be super realistic. Yeah, I I, mm. I, I, I could understand that. It's just like everything else in this movie is kind of going realistic. Yeah, like it's Ridley Scott. He's insane. So, but uh, I will. I will. It's a, it's a Ridley Scott movie. He tries his best to make medieval France look pretty. Yeah, I think he it's also just, in the end it's medieval France, so everything's all yeah. muddy and dead. <laughs> um. All right, Sam. Do you have any uh, other before I I get started on mine? Well, uh, no. You can t- you can take it from here. All right. Um. Sam, I agree with you. Very mm. much so. First of all, this is a two and a half hour movie. You have this, for the most part, the same story told three times. To the point where I was watching it in bed last night, and my wife turned to me when the part two started, and she goes, you already saw this scene. I'm like, yeah, I, I know, but like, it's a little different. It's like, after the first story, I was like, all right, Matt Damon's a little incompetent. Driver is really creepy, and I think he raped the girl. And it seems like she's got a level head. And then Adam, uh, Adam Driver's story happened, and I was like, oh, all right. So, yeah, everything I believed is confirmed. And then the third story is the good story that I actually enjoyed, where it shows like what she was doing while Matt Damon was off fighting and doing all this stuff, like actually interesting things being like, Oh, he couldn't like upkeep his quote unquote kingdom. Like he wasn't having people pay taxes. He, he like, they accidentally got the wrong, the horse pregnant with the wrong male horse. Like the guy's so incompetent and like, you know, the, the crops are failing because he refuses to use the horses, but the horses are starving. Like, He's so incompetent, but like Adam Driver is super creepy. And after the uh, like the Adam Driver thing happened, I was like, "Oh, he totally raped her, like hundred percent." I didn't need her side of the story to like come to that yeah, conclusion. That's there that, to, to me. That's like the heart. That's like the only thing that I think is like, especially it happens so late in the movie too mm-hmm. that like you're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to watch this again." Yeah. <laughs> I, and like like I said, it's not like like the first time through it, it's pretty bad, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. like it, it, it's definitely rape. Like it's and, like, and if you ever use the line, "Do I look like the kind of guy who has to rape people?" You've definitely raped that person. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Like yeah, that's the line you use. Like maybe you didn't rape that person, but you have raped someone, or in the future you will rape someone. I did. I enjoyed the line when he's explaining it to Affleck, and Affleck's like, "Ooh, yeah, well, just deny, 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 deny." The yeah. common mind is uh, <laughs> just this like gesture with his hands. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I I really just love the Affleck. Part, anyway, yeah. sorry. Affle- Affleck felt so out of don't, place in this. Don't movie. get me wrong. Like, I, I enjoyed felt. him. It was just like mm-hmm. you're in the wrong movie. Yo, yeah. He was so out of place in this entire movie. Like, his character did not fit with this movie. It was so weird. Um, And, like, 
like the horribly dyed eyebrows. I couldn't get over that either. Like, why is he bleach blonde? Like, come on. Like that's gonna be my new look, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, just the bowl cut, but with the mullet in the back. That like blonde. John, we may have to stop being friends. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Like this. This movie, I guess if it was like a mini series where each episode was somebody else's point of view, I think it could have worked. But for a two and a half hour movie where like 80% of it is the same story over and over and over three times, it's kind of annoying. And by the time it got to the good story, the one that I should have, that is probably the strongest story and like I like the most, I was so far done with this movie. I I could not stand watching this movie anymore. Luckily, Chris, like you said, that duel at the end was great. I loved the duel at the end. But the problem was trying to make my way through the rest of that story that slowed everything down to a crawl, where we just had to keep going back and like talk about plot points that have been talked about two times already. Let's do it again. Like it annoyed the crap out of me. And like, I, I struggled getting through this movie. I literally struggled. Uh, like so many times I had to just stop it and be like, I can't do this. This sucks. And I think the worst part too, is the fact that like Ridley Scott after this did not do well in the box office, went out and was like, the reason why it's, it didn't do well is because of those millennials co- uh, connected to their cell phones. They're the reason why this didn't do well. No, probably maybe try like actually putting together like a good film, Ridley Scott. Like, don't do something like this. Like, if this was one solid story beginning to end, I think I would have enjoyed it because there's a good story there. The fact that it's broken up into three parts was the worst decision. This was horrible. And it pissed me off. Hmm. The movie was horrible or that decision was horrible? That decision was horrible. Because there's a good story here. There really is. Splitting it and telling the same story three times in a two and a half hour movie? No. Don't do that. That is way too long of a movie to do that. Even as somebody who liked the three-way perspective, I would agree with you, Sean, that probably like 80 20 there was probably a better way of doing it versus that yeah there's got to be a better way to do like because there is a good story here don't get me wrong there's a very good story here but the way that it is told the way that it was written the way it was like everything was done no it was not well as like it from top to bottom it was not well done and why it pisses me off. This is France. Why, Ridley Scott, does every time you do a movie, everyone has to have a British accent? Even they, the American actors they have sang, British accent. They sang they, a French granted, song Granted, granted, but why did everybody have a British accent? Dude. <laughs> Like it, it just we're getting like, into we're getting into like semantics here. Like, no, I understand. That's Native just the, the, John Wayne. You know. It's, yeah, it's just, I mean, why do I, they why do they have a British accent in Game of Thrones, like or Lord of the Rings? No, but like, but because they're British World actors. Wars. Like yep. why are why are uh, granted but it's in Peter France, Jay, I mean, but like these are American. There's a lot of American actors doing yeah. fake British accents and noticeably fake. And like, what the hell is going has, on? Has anybody seen? 
it's not unique to the Great Wall. No. Has anybody seen the Great Wall? No, thank no. God. No. Okay, this is this is exactly what uh, what's oh, his face God. Matt Damon did. <laughs> yeah. Like why? With his accent, with his accent. Why? Like this is a hundred percent what he did. Yeah. His work's probably the least. I like that Affleck kind of doesn't even try to do an accent. Yeah, yeah he's... Among uh, yeah, he didn't, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Can we give this numbers now? Can we move on? I feel like we're... <laughs> we're, we're, we're last, my, the only last note I have is like, uh, do we ever see the sun in this movie? I don't think yes, we do. Yes, we do. That's another thing that annoyed the crap out of me. The whole movie is like dark and dreary and gray until the very end where they show the sun, like the, like the, the child. Oh, right. At the very end... The most in fairness, scene. it was the, it was the Middle Ages. Like everybody was depressed. Oh, I know, but like that <laughs> that the scene earth was depressed. Yeah. Like that was that scene, yeah. that scene at the end where it shows the kid like playing in the grass and her smiling, and for some reason there's like a twenty second slowed down version of her tilting her head and smiling for twenty seconds. Like what the hell was that scene all about? Yeah, you think what they would have like point? indicated whose father it was, but nope. No, that whole scene was so pointless. Watching the kid walk through the grass, fall down, kind of, ah, ah, and then her just smile and like hold on her for 20 seconds as we slow down the film to the point where I think there's a bird that flies by and is like super weird and fuzzy flying by because you can see something flying by and it's right. so it, slow. It should have ended with them riding out. Like I agree. Getting all the praise. And, I agree. And her just kind of being in the background. Yeah, it should have ended that way. Yeah. That's how it should have ended, and then cut to the the title cards where it says, you know, he died in the Crusades. She un, uh, stayed unmarried. Gave birth that's fine. To, oh, I forget whatever how many kids yeah. she had. Either way. Yeah, but like that that's the end of this. Why you had to have that scene where it's the only scene in the whole goddamn movie where the sun is out, there's green grass, blue sky, and everybody's happy. Like no, that scene should not exist in this movie. All right, let's let's see. Let's give this uh, numbers here. All right, John. Uh, this is on. This is my number five of the year. Um, <laughs> oh no, wait. Maybe it was six. I don't know. It was up there for me. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, it was number six. Uh, I'm gonna give this a. Uh, actually, I think I might have already rated. You it. did already rate it. Did he? I, I, I what would, is I would, it? Um, was it an eight point? Three? Nope, you gave it an eight five. Wow, uh, I feel like it's a little high now, but okay, let's we'll stick with that. All right, Sam. All right, uh, six two. Sean. Ooh. Uh, like six one. Oh yeah, there it is. All right, I'm giving this an eight. Wait, what did you give Tender Bar? Me seven seven eight seven eight. Yeah, he, he was the high one on Tender Bar. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Give me a feel-good right. movie. Let's uh, let's talk about the real shit, though. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Boba Fett. We had an installment of a show nominally titled Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> but uh, yet Boba Fett never showed up. He was mentioned correct. once. Um, it was the return of our favorite... Yeah, I'll say favorite. Star Wars character? Star Wars character, bounty hunter, man would, in a mask. I would say our favorite character created post the Disney merger. I would say post Jedi, even. I I'd, I'd venture to say okay. Star Wars character ever. But then again, oh, okay. Cad Bane no. is my number one. 
So. Yeah, but like, do you know how many people like Han Solo, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker? Yeah, please. Like, no, it's it. I mean, people weren't. <laughs> pe- okay, so the reaction of this episode with Mando showing up compared to Luke showing up in uh, the last episode of season two, like, look at the comparison. Look, people look, love can, Luke. Can I can I pose this question now? Sure. Is this a is this a case of, and I I don't think it's this one. Is this a case of let's let us go back to the character that we love in order to make fans watch Boba Fett more? I don't think it's that. No. Or is this a let's introduce this? Let's just have one episode of Mando so that way we understand what's going on in the meantime to progress the Boba Fett story further. I honestly think that we were lied to this whole time and then this is actually season three of Mando. Right. But also <laughs> sort of not because he right. hasn't been in half of it. Right. It's yeah. a hard to explain yeah. concept. Yes. Okay. It's, um, it's and like, you know, as, the, as my friend Ben says, the common mind you know, doesn't really grasp. <laughs> well, when, when, when you watch this episode, every time you watch, every second you're watching the show, you're like, well, now they figured it out. Let's just skip Boba Fett and do the Mando. Right. Like, that's, but like, that's what you, when you're watching it, that's exactly what you're yeah. thinking. What, the what? problem is all this stuff was filmed beforehand and yeah. they didn't yeah. think that was be the exactly. problem. Exactly. Well, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean filmed beforehand? Like, like this is the season. Like, yeah. like the season is done. They, they filmed yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The, yeah. This was their plan from the beginning. It's not that they were like, oh, crap, the first, like, two, oh, three man, episodes. We need, <laughs> yeah, we need Mando. Let's let's do a Mando episode. It's not like that because the production cost is too high. You can't do that. So oh, no, this no. was well, the plan from the beginning. My, my feeling of what happened with this episode was they always expected Mando to show up. And mm. they were like, okay, but, like, what's Mando been doing this whole time? And Filoni and Favreau just started brainstorming, and it went way overboard, and they were like, Fuck it, let's just film it. <laughs> like no, no, no way, no, no way. No, this was yeah, this no. was planned to a T. Yeah, this whole thing because there's so much content in this. Was a 50 minute episode. There's so much content in there. Yeah, I'm telling you, they got they, just, they ran away with them, and they were like, "This is just way too much." I feel I like have, I, I feel like they screen. wanted to make. I feel like they wanted to make a third season, but they were like. It's gonna be weird if it's Mando and like there's no oh Grogu left or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to put a gap between that. Right. There and should they were be. Like oh, what if we do this stuff with Boba Fett yeah. or something like that? Let's let's um, tie in Boba Fett somehow, but like I don't want him to be like the the secondary storyline. Let's make him the like the primary storyline, so right. we don't have to connect the dots too bad like too much with uh, Din Djarin, where it's like. What happens after Luke Skywalker shows up to when we see him on essentially one of the Halos from mm-hmm. Halo. I forgot he had a name. Yeah. I was forgetting. They say it in this episode too. So okay, here so what I felt watching this was honestly not a feeling I'd even had since like Mandalorian started. Like I legitimately if we're just gonna lump this all in as one story. I think this is like a top two or three episode. Just yes, yeah, yes. Because and look, 
does it have to do with the Mandalorian coming back? Sure. But in reality, to me, this episode um, really had what's been lacking in Boba Fett. And even as much as I want to admit it, like a good chunk of Mando, like season two, where... To coin a term, I'm going to call it, like, the mise on Star Wars. The, like, everything just going on that Star Warsy shit in the background. <laughs> like, the stuff you take for granted. The stuff that's, like, not even really based with the plot or whatever. Was so much better than anything else that we've seen, like, recently with both shows. Like, I loved the, like, space ring. I loved... And maybe part of it was just, like, hey, we're not on Tatooine anymore. Which, visually talking, is, like, so fucking boring. It's a goddamn desert. There's sand. We get it. This is, like, oh, we're in a space station, a giant space ring. Which, I just always find those to be pretty cool for some reason. (laughs) Um, You know, there's this whole new world. We're dealing with new people. Like, we're thrown into it. You know, like, we go to this, like, weird space club restaurant thing, and, like, there's a whole scene there. There's just so much, like, like just to, like, feast your eyes on. And then we get all these Darksaber, like, like physics that I think are really more explored here than they were previously. And, like, oh, because, like, I kind of, like, understood what a Darksaber is now um, versus before. And, you know, I thought the whole, like, you know, reuniting with the Mando clan was good. Um which is awesome. And then even bringing back the Star Wars, the Naboo fighter. Like, yeah. all those scenes bringing up some, like, pod racing vibes. You know, I think the the prequels are kind of, like, shit on because the plot's okay. The dialogue's not very good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of CGI. Like, it kind of looks shitty. But, like, all of the, like, also kind of background stuff, like, the way, like, certain, like, ships are designed and stuff like that, the, like... You know, overall, like, the Naboo Starfighter looks pretty cool. And we kind of just, like, had that at the end of Episode 1 never come back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Um, you see it briefly at the beginning of Episode 2. Right. And then it's like, and that's it. Yeah. And but the, to get even, that whole scene of but, him just test dri- flying it, I oh thought yeah. that was great. Oh, yeah. We never, like, see anything like that. And it's, like, it's a space show. Do you, yeah. do you guys... just, like, do you little things to... Oh, one, one last thing. Like even like little things of like the you know the thing with like the Rodian kid on the um, on the space freighter or whatever the hell it is like you know I, I I just thought it was phenomenal and like it was so much better than like most of the last two shows have been. <laughs> Do you guys agree with my text when I said they just sold like forty million toys and Legos just by this one episode? For what though? This that's Starfighter, the Naboo Starfighter, Jesus. How do you not? How do you uh, not expect that to be done into like a hot toy, or a model, or a Star Wars? Lego it's toy? it's like, a how nice. How do you not expect that to be done? It's a nice throwback, but I don't think people are like going nuts, being like, "I need that." Like I the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest was cool. Yeah, but this dude, is I, just, like eh. I can't. I can't imagine this thing is not going to sell like hotcakes. That's it. That's if they it's have like, it, and that's if he keeps it for very long. Well, this might be a two-episode thing. Like, no, shit. I, I think it's like he said, like he said, he's he'll return it when she gets access to a razor crest, which I is. Guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I this for a bounty hunter. This is not the best ship. No, because no. Where okay. are you going to keep your bounty? Agreed. You, Good. you put him so in the astromech place. Good like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you that, can't I, kryptonite. You can't put him in crypto then, or yeah. carbonite. Yeah. Carbonite. Um, look, look. I'm, I'm going to go, Sean. 
the the best the best thing about this and and i'm not i'm not i'm just i'm agreeing with you entirely like this is probably top top five of all of mando and fett combined this is way better than the prequels but we've already discussed that <laughs> the best thing about this is is and i don't know if sean you can agree because when you watch all of the clone wars and i've watched it through probably a dozen times mm-hmm. <laughs> These guys, these two, Filoni and Favreau, have have like cherry picked perfectly the information that needs to come from the show into this live action show in such a way that it is the perfect amount of information and the perfect story to come out that people can understand in such a way that they don't have to watch the Clone Wars. Because all of the stuff that they discuss, all of it, and, and I'm talking about the first half of the episode, all of the stuff that they discussed on that ring station was the most pertinent information of everything that happened in Clone Wars regarding Mandalore and all that lore yeah. and, and stuff like that. There was, there was, granted, there were, what, 20-something episodes for Mandalore, but all of the stuff they just said is is essential, essentially the baseline of what you can build, what appears to be what the story of Mandalore, the Mandalorian is going to be next season. Yeah, like it's, it's gonna him be him returning to Mandalore. Yeah, Dark Saber and him returning to Mandalore, getting involved with, uh, or essentially clashing with uh, what the hell is her name, Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and you still get, and it's funny because you still get like the, I think his name was Tar Vizla, voiced by yeah. John Favreau, yep. who voiced the leader of the Death Watch in the TV show Pre Vizla. Like, <laughs> you don't get that kind of, <laughs> you don't get that without really sitting down and saying, this is what we want to do, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And it was just such a perfect callback that that you have uh, millions of people who love the show, and then you get the smaller portion where I just love the fact that he was a Vizsla, and he was voiced by John Favreau. At first, I thought he was um, the guy who led the Death Watch. At first, I thought it was no, him, no. but come to find out, it was it was not him. But still, yeah. like that so, that is that is like perfect to me. Chris, who who was Favreau voicing the guy he kills at the beginning? No, the no. duel, the the, the, the other person of the coven, the the like third person of the coven, not the uh, yeah armor, yeah. but the, the big guy, the big yeah. Mandalorian. That's John Favreau. That's John Favreau. Is it? Okay. Yes. So oh, no which idea. he so, yeah he was in the uh, season one too that character. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was in season one as well um, for Mandalorian. But he was also in the TV show, The Clone Wars, but he was like the leader of the Death Watch who had the Darksaber. He was like the guy who wanted to take over Mandalore from Bo-Katan and her family. Like, yeah. that was the show. A lot of the season was that portion. It was what, the l- l- second? It was the no, last season. No, it was, it was not second the to last, last one, but it was like the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right. second it was to last, the and it then, the end. yeah, they kind of touched upon it in the last season as well. Ex- exactly. So, yeah. but... The, Granted, it's not the same guy. Right. No, it's um, not the same character, but the same voice actor. But it was the fact that it was the same voice, and it's just like, it's not even... It doesn't hurt the story at all. It doesn't progress it forward at all. But it's just like this little callback that yeah. people who watch the show is like, this is what we live for. 
this is what we live for. It's nice. It just like gives you like a little smile, like just out of nowhere. This whole right. episode, right. I've never watched Boba Fett a second time. Every Mandalorian Mandalorian episode I've watched twice in the same day back to back. Wow. <laughs> this one I watched twice back to back. And and Boba Fett is not that not that All right. show. So a little bit of news came out about Boba Fett the show uh recently. Uh Timura Morrison uh, the guy who plays Boba Fett has gone on record and said the biggest flaw with this show is Boba Fett talks too much. It's kind of true. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, shouldn't talk that much. That's kind of I touched upon it uh, like a few weeks ago. How like Boba Fett's a one-liner guy and like it needs to be that way. But at the same time, like it sucks that that's like that. Anyway, takes his helmet off too much. He does. Um. However, what Morrison has said is that Favreau wrote all these lines for Boba Fett and Morrison tried getting rid of all these lines. And every time Favreau would leave to uh, go film whatever else he's working on, uh, he was like, hey, I'm just going to axe all these lines, okay? Like, Favreau's not here. This isn't something Boba Fett would do. And people were like he's going to get mad if you don't do it. So, like, I don't blame Timur Morrison for what Boba Fett is. I kind of blame Favreau for what it's become right now. And it But should... how do you know that? How do you know that what he's... Well, I don't know how they come out in edits, but how do you know that? Because... Like, I've trust Filoni and Favreau with this stuff. I do. They've proven me correct. I do, too. But, like, you literally have the guy who's been playing this character for the better part of 20 years coming but out. Boba F- and people Bo- confirming it. Well, but Boba Fett has quite literally, his whole character and fan base for the past 40 years has been based on two lines. Right. But you also have to remember he played Jango Fett for an entire movie. Oh, please. That's a... And well, then he also played the voice of the, all the clones in, like, Battlefront 2. And, I mean, he didn't do it in the Clone Wars. But, like, for the most part, a lot of video games, he's played the voice of the clones. But So, to get back to the show, there was a moment early on in this, this show that, like, I was like, okay, this is why I like Mando and not Boba Fett. And it's in that first fight scene in the meat locker when mm-hmm. he takes out the dark saber and immediately cuts himself with it. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, like, he's not trained with it. He's not a badass. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's intimidating. Yeah, he knows his way around a fight, but he's not a perfect badass. Yeah. Like he—he's he not proficient up. in every weapon. Like yeah. you're so used to, like I to bring up like something we brought up earlier, like Master Chief from Halo. How he can literally pick up any weapon and he knows exactly how to use it, except for the SMG. But that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> that's just a little critique I have for Halo too. Um, sucks. Uh, but no, like that. That's it's nice that like he's not just picking up the dark saber and being like, "I'm an unstoppable force." Ha 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 ha. Um, but the part of this episode that, like, made me cry is, like, when he uh, they melted down the spear. And he's like, what do you want uh, to do with the best car? And he's like, I want to give it to a foundling. But a specific as soon foundling, said, foundling. As soon as he said, I want to give this to a foundling, 
I was just like, yes, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I'm gonna get Baby Yoda and Mandalorian. In chainmail? You're gonna get Baby Yoda in chainmail. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Right? I don't care. I don't know what it's gonna be. It could be chainmail. I don't know. But like the fact that he's like, I wanna give this to Grogu, and they're like, all right. And then she works on it, but then she ties it in like a little like bag, and it's in the shape of Grogu. Because it's like the knot with the two ears coming out. And it's like he looks at it from time to time and he's like, oh, Grogu, like, I miss you. Look. It's like, oh, man. I, he, and at the end of this episode where he's like, oh, yeah, I'll help you guys free of charge. I just got to go visit somebody real quick. It's like, Look, oh, he's going to go visit Grogu. I, I don't know if this is the same case with you guys, but this one episode of Just the Mandalorian has given us... <laughs> Such a story arc for the Mandalorian than anything with Boba Fett. I agree. It, I mean, it, because there's, it's it, there's it's a just, lot. It tells you where Mandalorian's gonna go. Yeah, it's, it's he's gonna he's conflicted with his his coven, uh, and he he's gonna clash with that. You've already proven that, and he's essentially got kicked out, and he's decided he's like he's gonna go see Grogu, and she already told him that. They have to sacrifice, all Jedis have to sacrifice all contact, but that's not the way yeah. of, of the Mandalorians. Mandalorians. Yeah. So it's just, like, you've got more story arc. Granted, because we, uh, maybe because we've had two full seasons of Mandalorian, but, like, you've had more happenings in this hour than you've had in the first, what, four hours? Yeah. Of and I, I don't think that is quite the character's fault or the actor's fault. I just feel like Filoni and Favreau were like, we need to do a Boba Fett movie, uh, TV show. It has to be done. But they didn't have a solid storyline, like, figured out. And you can <clears throat> kind of tell that... I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't no, think so. They don't have a... There's no I, story there. I think that's what the limitation is. And, I mean, I, again, I think Boba Fett as a character is like... There's nothing to like latch on to really, mm-hmm. so like it's just very tough. But I, I see this and I'm just like, why can't I just get this every week? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if like the budget for this one was any more or less given what it was, but like, I I'm just left like so just satisfied with this versus everything else before, um, and it's just I'm just always struck to how. Star Wars fluent Filoni and Favreau are like I'm just I could just watch this and it just seems to click and it's like oh they get it mm-hmm. but also then we also had the same you know previous four episodes of Boba so yeah. I I just find that hard to square like how we can get both I, yeah uh, like I said I don't I think they rushed into the Boba Fett story without having a set plan like they, they understand the material. They know how to execute it. But with Boba Fett, they just had no idea. They had no plan I, set in place. And, yeah. I was going to say, I think the problem, and I, and I hope you agree with me, I think the problem with Boba Fett is they limit him to not necessarily Tatooine, but the concept of being a hut. Yeah. I don't like... I think that's... I don't like that problem yeah. with him. I think like, he would do best off work. I, I right. was actually I was actually thinking about this over the past week. And Sean, you remember the game uh, Bounty Hunter on the GameCube? Yeah. yeah. 
and how like that had like a noir esque like feel yeah. to it, where it's like you're going around collecting bounties, but there's also this underworld conspiracy going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're in like the back alleys of Coruscant and other planets and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, why can't we get that show? Right. I agree. Like, that, like him, him being a bounty hunter, but it's kind of got like a noir esque vibe yeah. to it. And there's like a mystery going on. Like I and, like we legit see like different planets and stuff mm-hmm. or just even Coruscant. Cause there's just so much there and we never but, go there. Like, like, like it was previously uh, stated. I seriously, why are they making him a hut and why is he taking over Tatooine? I would rather him try to create like the bounty hunter guild because it's essentially what he's trying to do. Like he's sick and tired of the people who hire out these bounty hunters or assassins and just like sending them on suicide missions and not caring about them. And like people die all the time, but who cares? Like they're just, they're, you know, expendable. Like why can't Boba Fett get other bounty? Like, Cad Bane could show up, like Bosk. I was like, rumors, rumors galore. If Cad Bane shows yeah. up, yeah, I'm gonna freak out. Right, I'm but like, if you go into a bounty hunters guild type scenario where he's going around trying to, you know, put together a team, essentially, like it far more interesting than what we got. And you can still throw in all the sand people stuff, all the Tuscan Raider story about how he went from the Sarlacc pit to Mandalorian. You can still include all that stuff, but the present day stuff, he can go to different planets. He can see different people, but instead you're stuck on the desert planet. That's the same, everything, every episode. And it kind of sucks. I wonder if part of it too is just that so much of the show is like centered on him when like, you know, we're going to stick to these like 30 minute, 40 minute ish formats. Like, wouldn't it be great? Like when you were just sort of describing Sean is like, if you had all these like colorful personalities of all these like bounty hunters Mm -hmm. around him yeah, and like, that's the show and he might be like a focal point, but there's all these other things going on in the background. And, you know, I don't think Fennec, what's her last? Fennec Sand. Fennec Shan, Sand. I don't think there's, she doesn't really do it for me either. You know, like, she's just kind of like, oh, tough girl. Which, like, okay, yeah, sure. But, like, you know, there's nothing, like, really compelling there. Whereas, you're right. If you stick him, like, in a bounty hunter guild, like, that sounds way cooler than the show we just got. Like, I, because especially since... The, the story, the storyline that we have is just him putting together like a crime syndicate, essentially, and like he doesn't have anybody around him. He has two Gamorrean guards. Uh, I mean, he he has Fennec. He has you know, like he has a Wookiee now. I'm like, also not entirely sure what he's criming. Right, you know? like what, what's, what's, like. I What's know the criming about. Like, I know the I pikes know. <laughs> are a big deal, and I know that he wants to get rid of the pikes because of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at the same time, why do you want to get rid of the pikes? I mean, you're Boba Fett. Like just just go ape shit, like you did in that episode of The Mandalorian. Like 
just beat the living shit out of them. Scare them off. Like, you are Boba Fett. You are, you, that name alone is supposed to scare people off. Like, supposedly. 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 You, you don't get that at all in this show. Nobody cares that he's Boba Fett. But, like, even the movies, like, it's kind of a big name. Like, oh, no, Boba Fett. Like, this this show, it there's none <laughs> By of By Han Solo. Well, yeah, like, well... Yeah, on Cloud City and like and it's a bounty hunter. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just all it is. Yeah, and he's kind of uh, has a big bounty on his head. So like, yeah, you're gonna be kind of scared of bounty hunters. But like, I you you get none of that, and this show has. It, I just I wanted this show to be different. I'm but happy we, it's turning into season three of Mando. We'll we could all be eating our hats by the end of this. Like at the end of this, they could all be going off world, and he has doesn't the matter bounty hunter. Guild. But I think it doesn't matter. Everybody the, gets yeah, candy. I think those first four episodes though yeah. are still just it, like it, it. The damage has been done. We could. I, I, I hate no. I mean, I, nope. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like I got a mild satisfaction that Boba Fett is kind of just being like gut punched down to a level where it's acceptable for his role in all the movies that we've seen him in ever. But I'm like kind of disappointed that the show isn't as good as it should be. No. I like I said, they could have just like started the show here and then done like a Boba Fett flashback bottle episode of all the uh, Tuscan Raiders. That's what mm. like I like the Tuscan Raider stuff. That stuff yeah, I like. I think it was fine. It's mm. just all the the him trying to put together the crime syndicate. Like that sucks. Yeah. That, Look, that the, the best, very the best part was like the lore of him becoming a freaking Tuscan Raider. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, That's part of the yeah. season. Yeah, it really has been. All the flashbacks, the in between Sarlacc Pit to Mandalorian. That stuff has been the strongest yeah. part of this entire show. I, I hate show. to say it, but it just reminds me of Arrow. Like the first season of Arrow, the oh, best yeah. part was the flashbacks. flashbacks. And then once they obviously they like the second season, the actual live current day stuff was good, but it's just it just keeps reminding me of that. Yeah. No, it, and it just comes back to that. I feel like Favreau and and um, Filoni had a, the basis of an idea, but not a solid idea, and they just went with it anyways. And it's kind of disappointing. This is I I would consider this. Uh, kind of a failure of a show unless like thank goodness Mandalor the Mandalorian show it, it might it might all change yeah I think there's yeah. three left right I think it might be yeah. salvaged it, yeah I I, I hope it is I really hope it is because once again I feel Boba Fett's my uh, like I have my shelf of Boba Fett stuff and like I love Boba Fett he's my favorite character and this show does not do him the justice that myself feels that he should get and it sucks it hurts, in a way. I I feel like it's um, I I feel like we've turned a corner here. I will yes. I will say this yes. about this show, this show is really selling me on Bryce Dallas Howard as a director. Yes, I was. Yeah, she, yeah, she directed she did this, this one. She is uh, what was the one she did in the second season? The first one was that like yeah. weird like um, Seven Samurai kind of. Yeah, yeah. Where, where it's like Jurassic Park E two or ATST. She, I think yeah. she did. Yeah, I think she. What was the second season? Did... What did she do in the second? Uh, season? No, I, I think she did Frog the. Frog lady. Uh, was that the ice one? No, 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 no. I thought that was the duel with the Sokatano. I was it was that it one. I thought Sokotano it was the. Um, I thought it was the Bo-Katan episode. Oh, it was the Sokatano. Uh, hold on, chapter eleven, the heiress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So that was okay. Yeah, but like the first season and then this one. Yeah. 
really oh, this good. This one is Bo-Katan, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's selling me on her, so... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> right? I, I was agree. thoroughly impressed by it. Like, like I, saw her, I saw her name at the end. I was like, all right. I know. This, yeah. it, granted, granted, it could have just been the fact that we've seen Mando in a show that's been kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like this influx of just... We're reminding you of everything that's great with Star Wars currently over the past 15 years. Yeah. You know, even then, right. but like there was also that like one shot where he like goes and meets with the person he's getting the bounty for, and you just have the camera kind of panning around the room, and then he goes was back. That the, the, is that filmed in a one shot? I, it right. certainly set it up like a one shot. I don't know if it was an actual one shot, but well, no, you you know what I mean. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. it's like the Daredevil fight scene. It's supposed to. Be one shot but, but it's not really but it's yeah. you know 1917 sort of deal yeah but yeah All like right. i thought that was a pretty cool scene yep yeah. any final thoughts no you should uh definitely wrap at it this, up this is this a point, long episode like, at this point though i hate to say it but i'm like i'm like hooked on boba fett but it's just more or less by default because of this. Agree. Mandalorian. I'm, I'm hooked on Mandalorian. You're just yeah. I'm hooked on Mandalorian season three. It just Boba Fett is a Mandalorian delivery device right now. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, this could go like complete different direction where he asks Boba Fett to come with him to Mandalore to like rebuild the the, the planet and stuff. Like, yeah. We'll see. Honestly, I kind of hope he does Or ask him to be part of the cohort, you know? Like, yeah. I can see I'm this like going good so with, many directions. I'm good with Boba Fett showing up, like, two more times in rando, random Mando episodes, but never, like, more than an episode at a time. <laughs> yeah, you can't have a full episode of Boba Fett in the Mandalorian TV show. Mm. Yeah. He's going to be like, I don't know, who's, like, the MCU where it's like, I don't want a movie with him, but like when he shows up, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's like a Doctor Strange kind of type, <laughs> or like a Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yeah. Oh, don't people talk. like Cheadle, dude. People I love like Cheadle. Cheadle in that. Yeah, mm. it just never really did anything for me. Yeah, I love War Machine, but then again, one of my favorite comic book characters. So that's true. All right. Any final thoughts, guys? No, we're hooked. Two two episodes left for it is officially two, and we'll just we'll we'll talk about it at the finale. Oh man, I forgot to drop my four letter review of this episode, which was also my intro. Is this is the way? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's this everybody else when they talk about Mando. All right. Well, I've never I, I can't remember ever though like having just an episode just come out of nowhere and being like. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> this show is actually pretty good. I forgot why. Yeah, it's, it, it's an odd feeling. It's a nice feeling, though. Because even then, it broke up the, you know, like, I, I remember I was talking about, like, going through, like, the first or second episode of this, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you talk to an alien, you fight a bigger, weirder alien, mm-hmm. and then that's the episode. And, like, even this kind of, like, broke that up. Yeah, you know? yeah. It didn't stick by that kind of formula, so. All right. Well, all right. We're good. All right. Well, on that note, uh, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Knights of Meritude. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know if there's any movies or TV shows you would like us to 
uh, review and stay tuned next week when we do our movie list and the Oscars are coming up soon so that means Sam and I will be doing our Oscar wags like we do every year uh, so stay tuned for that until next time bye